0: Yeah, you guys are always recording for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like I hate it. <laughs> to Imagine Me and Utena, a Revolutionary Girl Utena Podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Yasha and Vana. <laughs> Hi, guys! Hi! Hey. Alice is not here tonight, so Yasha and Vana are filling in because they are a single entity with two mouths. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. It's really true.
0: And here tonight, we are doing another... Uh, we have resurrected the character episodes from the dead briefly, inexplicably, to do... Uh, I guess we're calling this the MILFs of Otori? <laughs> <laughs> MILFs yep. slash
1: adults. adults. Slash... We're going to talk about guys, too, briefly. I mean, there's but a they're couple of Legal people. Legal people of Otori. <laughs> the, the adults
0: of Otori. Yeah. Specifically, uh, Mrs. Otori and tokiko tokiko and who
1: else guys the other miscellaneous the miscellaneous there's there's mistress mioba and there's the vice principal and don't the forget, music forget our guest tonight yes well yes
0: and we do have a very special guest to help laura. us talk about that
1: <laughs> i think she was leading to that and we just ran over her <laughs> our guest is
0: laura from the empty movement discord
1: server how are you laura
2: I'm good, I'm good. I'm I'm just hanging out with Yasha and Vanna
1: here. So. Yeah, for Christmas. This is yeah. our Christmas present as Laura came to visit. Oh
0: how nice. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Before we get started into our topic, Laura, why don't you tell us who is your favorite revolutionary girl Utsuna
2: character? Uh oh, it's a difficult question. I started off with Jury being my favorite Utsuna character. Valid. And then it shifted to Anthe. Because <laughs> who doesn't love an evil Evil bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and my current uh flair on the server is Nanami because you have to respect the queen. Yes. You do. Queen.
1: Yes. It's mm-hmm. true. I
2: absolutely do. You can see pandas Two two out of three.
1: Out out of heart. Heart. Oh, yeah. Seen, so. Nanamu. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yes. I love me some Nanami, for sure. Why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about your history with Revolutionary Girl Utina? How did you get introduced to the show and how did you get involved with the fandom?
2: Well, I found out about the show by one of those, like, seven Yuri anime to watch in your lifetime kind of lists. (laughs) Yep, I know.
0: I do sort of loathe any time Revolutionary Girl Utena is classified as a Yuri, because it's not. Well, exactly.
2: Exactly. So I watched, like, 50% of the show, and I was like, there's There's no no Yuri in this (laughs) (laughs) shit. There's no There's no Yuri. (laughs) But I was enjoying it anyway and I was like, pretty costumes. Yeah. Cool symbolic shit. So I kept watching it and then I got to episode 38 and I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) shit? A little (laughs) And yeah, that was I was hooked and just wanted to find out more. And then I, I found these guys through through the Twitters. And then joined the Empty Movement Discord and never looked back. <laughs> no,
1: don't do that. <laughs> Looking back makes, so, you, yeah. makes you afraid.
2: You'll never, a, ever look you'll back. You'll see the person Pretty you were. Last two years.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know we get quite a spread on here. Yeah, I really like that we are
0: generally able to get a an interesting representative sample of all the different kinds of utina fans at different points in utina fandom because i mean we've had obviously like you guys and like ari who have been in the fandom for like as long as utina has existed and then we have people like laura who just got into it a couple years ago i love it and
1: and we get pretty regularly on the Discord, get people who have just gotten into it, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Especially when fun. when somebody hasn't finished watching oh my gosh. yet. Oh, no. And I, everybody just like prays over their. Like, their we all join in. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone has to shut up. <laughs> yep. I, I know, but it's also watch like their vultures reactions. circling a, a dying person.
2: Like, <laughs> i like, have really? you finished it yet? I have know, you right? finished it yet?
1: <laughs> uh, we're like, death. And yes. This it's, scythe, it's true. true. Waiting for that moment. <laughs> Episode thirty-nine and us, the yep. scythe. Yep. You can Wait. smell
0: the fear scent.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it and it attracts us all. <laughs> we love it. hmm Very fun.
0: So guys, why are we here talking about the adults of O'Tori? This was a subject that uh that you, not that not doubting the validity of the topic, but more this was something that you guys <laughs> suggested and i'm up for whatever so i said
2: yes
0: (laughs) first first i guess the the operative question to begin with is vana why don't you tell us about mother dearest
1: (laughs) right so uh you know back in the day as as i've discussed i think previously uh, it was a thing where if you liked a character you built a character shrine you made, like, a website for how much you stand and adored this character. That's not as much a vogue anymore because yeah. nobody builds websites.
0: But People do, and anyway, like, dedicated blogs yeah, and dedicated, yeah. like, social media pages these days, but it, yeah. not necessarily whole websites.
1: No, it's like your favorite, it's like your Tumblr account for how much you love, yeah. you know, Kirk'sbach or whatever. In that case, so I had my Akio Shrine, which surprised literally nobody, but I decided I was also going to build one for Mrs. Atori because that's one of my favorite scenes in the series because it's such a creepy, hot, hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the only situation I can just unrepentantly get horny about because it's the only time it's two fucking adults <laughs> Yeah, you know what they're doing. Yep. We and admittedly, Mrs.
0: Otori's pretty hot.
1: Is a snack? I mean, yeah. yeah, that yeah. was my justification, and that's how <laughs> they <do> this. exactly, <laughs> and that's how this got out. Is like Laura's also on the milf train there, <laughs> and it was like, what are we yeah. going to talk about that all, all that that both of us yeah. can really Me like and chew Batman on? Don't have a lot of
2: crossover because right. her thing is mostly horny women with power, <laughs> and my thing is mostly horny women with power, but we kind of crossed over
1: there. But but Mrs. Atari is this nice, beautiful intersection where we can agree on being extremely horny for this. (laughs) So you're basically doing a podcast episode based on what we find hot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> sorry well, i also think the the very idea of the
0: adults of otori is interesting in and of itself because there aren't very mm-hmm. many yeah. adults at otori and when you see an yeah. adult it's usually pretty significant
1: yeah mm-hmm. well it ends up being like a non-issue that's almost worth talking about the degree to which they make a non-issue of the existence yeah. of the yeah, yeah like that's the reason we went through we we counted mm-hmm. there's like eight people eight adults that show up during the series that's actually
0: more than i expected yeah i know yeah. we're even counting, we were like, counting
1: like splitting hairs yeah, yeah we like, were really barely, splitting hairs on it yeah. but like most of these characters aren't even important enough for you to see their eyes half yeah. the time like, that was like the all of is, them to the yeah <laughs> like mrs otori you actually never see her whole face but I think that's also a stylistic decision. In well, their yeah. case, I
2: think it's more, yeah, yeah, the context. But in some of the cases, it's because it's they because may as just... well not be there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah like um, like Miki's dad. You yep. don't even see his face. No. He's not even important at all. No. He's just there to piss off Miki and Kose by having Yeah, you know, by Anthe extra... marrying him. Yeah, by marrying Anthony, <laughs> <Aunt laughs> which, that which that I is... guess would piss off either of them you know, affair. But, like, yeah, we ended up, so we started out being, like, ooh, Mrs. Atari. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Essentially. <laughs> and we're, like, I guess we could expand this to Tokiko, too, because she totally has her MILF moment as well. Oh, my yeah. God, she does. Oh, she Extremely, does. Extremely amazing good. hat. costuming. Yeah. I, great energy. See, when show. I was watching the episodes
0: in preparation for this, I was, like, why is Tokiko under the list of milfs of otori and then it gets to the scene where she's got like the long hair, (laughs) and I was like, "Oh,
1: yes, I get it." When she comes back, when she comes back, yep, (laughs) it's it's extremely milfy. It's very nice. I get it. And then it just be kind of like expanded out, like, okay, we might as well at this point just be like, okay, who are the adults that you actually see? And then you have to like uh, add the counselor whose official name is Mistress Mio Ben. Oh,
0: I didn't actually realize she had a
1: name just yes, it mean, it means like alum yeah it's it's alum or something like that yeah. so alum powder being um it's a salt and a, yeah. alum is used to um make pickles crisper in cooking. So she's a pickle. So. <laughs> Which I feel like is probably exactly what she is. She's oh yeah, that lady like oh, yeah, probably gives pickles every <laughs> night. <The steel laughs> yeah no. Definitely.
0: Oh guys. Salty. She's a salty old lady. <laughs> she is salty. She's a salty old lady. <laughs> guys, fun <fudge> fact <laughs> tonight because of circumstance and access to episodes, I was not actually able to get the English dub to watch so i watched these in japanese for the first time and it gave me a lot of like auditory deja vu for the musical <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i was bitching yep. about that too oh, yeah. actually
0: i was like oh i That's- remember this
1: uh, did you actually watch episode 30 dub, uh, sub, uh, with subtitles?
0: Uh, I did, but I didn't watch all of episode 30. I kind of, uh... Okay, did you
1: watch the key scene in episode 30? Wait, which... Which, which scene? This one time in my life I don't mean that foot scene but the other foot scene The other foot scene. oh yes mrs. i Itori. watched i watched okay, the so. <laughs> mrs otori scene
0: i didn't okay. watch the other foot scene
1: so we should probably expand on mrs otori a little bit yeah because she's and, really and, the, the about... one we want there's to... <laughs> 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 some other assholes but really yeah like yeah. We'll, we'll get to the the other like the unimportant weirdly enough almost all the unimportant ones are men what a surprise. Yeah, question. actually, the ones with the most relevant things to discuss are all the female adults. Guys, I have yeah. a question. You know, a lot. Yeah? Wouldn't
0: Akio be on the list of adults at a time? No! No!
1: No! He is a
2: man-child. Yes.
0: He's a man-child. Isn't he he's not, not at adult. least legally an adult?
2: But I mean, probably, I thought he was at least, it, like, it,
0: 19. Is
2: he, <laughs> is he... Oh, fuck you! Is he a real age, though? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> and he, look, if we're going
1: to discuss the adult inventory and we're going to include Akio, we actually have to include Anthe, which is a take yeah. I would happily roll yeah. with because I think of them both yeah. as adults. Okay, but no, yeah, for real, but... I, I guess
0: I do like by default consider even like, okay, the the question of Anthe aside, I'm not going to, we're not going to touch that right now. I usually think of <laughs> Akio as like one of the single adults that we see would would yeah. he not qualify
1: i i would qualify him yes but i think when we are talking about what the scope of this episode is we need to actively exclude akio except for where he involves other adults which okay he yeah. will so don't worry okay, a conversation i'll, I'll bring okay. him up plenty so because i'll have to around
2: him that and he's in such a different category from all the others so yeah. that, when we
1: say that yeah. the women are more relevant than the men so here's the list that we have we have mrs atori we have tokiko we have Miobin, who's the counselor and we have Mikagi's secretary. For the male characters, we have the vice principal that uh, sweats and tells Utena to wear short skirts and tries to bang Juri. Uh, <laughs> we have Miki's dad who's banging Anthe. And we have the music teacher who hopefully isn't banging Miki. And then we have the gym teacher and who we have the gym teacher. Like, 20 seconds. Yeah, to yell at, at, at Nanami for not running fast enough, so fuck him. So uh, out of the four women, three of them are either fucking or trying to fuck Akio. So don't worry, we'll talk about him plenty
0: (laughs) oh i had no doubt i just it was more a question of semantics than it was whether or not akio was gonna be included i know who i'm talking
2: to
1: (laughs) thank you i'm glad you do i mean to be honest though i don't consider akio an adult in any way okay just
2: like However, in terms of that particular interaction with Mrs. Satori and Akio, when you think about that interaction, you're adults. thinking about
1: two adults. Yes, yeah, yes. But I don't consider him mentally an adult, so no. he doesn't make this list for me. The, the problem with that is, child. at this point, I don't include almost any of the adult men I know. Yeah, on I know. List right? of it would exclude Akio. <laughs> that, that is literally the same. point of that same. character. Yeah. <laughs> Is that if you're going, oh, what, is, is Akio an adult? You also have to extend that to, are any of the men I know actually f- adults? Actually adults, and the question gets just, really Yeah, it gets hard. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a challenge. Do any of the neurosurgeons I know qualify as adults if Akio does yeah. not? And the answer is no.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> Remains All to right. be seen.
1: Remains to be seen. Just Let's one. get Anywho. back on track with yeah. Mrs. Zotori here. Who we do yes. not see the eyes. Yes. On iWatch, no eyes let's um Vana, why don't you give us a rundown of the scene <laughs> why are we <laughs> to get me because you're <laughs> the one who made the damn shrine yeah i mean fair Okay, so also the shot by shots yeah that is best there yeah. all right fine that's a fair call out okay so mrs otori appears in episode 30 the barefoot girl which uh is the romance episode shut up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't say look, that i didn't make the episode <laughs> <laughs> i didn't put it there this is after the whole foot scene. Do you want me to carry you on your sh- blah blah blah? Whatever. So it's the next morning. Uchida is having something of an emotional meltdown because she just realized that she feels bad, man, about this. And Kenai shows up, and Kenai is mad at Akio because Akio won't talk to her. I mean, and is
0: ignoring her? Which
1: is <laughs> no, it's not. Shouldn't you be happy? shouldn't that be a good thing if Akio's ignoring you okay yes but she doesn't know that but she doesn't know that so she starts out with her arms at her sides and then she's like one arm on her hip and then like her arms are crossed and she's getting irritable and progressively irate before she's finally like oh yeah and my mother is here (laughs) and suddenly Akio's voice like actually changes (laughs) like he actually perks up because Clearly, he's way more into mom. The funny thing is, Can I it the the whole feeling of that scene where Can I is like, "Oh yeah, my mother's here." It's like I'm bringing in the big guns now. Yeah, I'm You're mad. in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I'm mad and I'm gonna get you in trouble, Daddy. And and yeah. mom shows up and Daddy's like,
2: "Hey, excellent, yeah, excellent." <laughs>
1: this is exactly what i wanted and that's literally what happens everybody else in the scene disappears just immediately just disappears and we get like the roses in the corner and they're black and the red and, and white ones yeah you know whatever mm-hmm. who, who keeps track of the colors i don't think the colors mean I would do anything after a while <laughs> but everybody else in the sequence just falls away and it's like mom you're here and she's pissed you. She thinks. There's nothing
2: more hilarious with Akio saying, mommy. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> that's, that's something literally nobody needed but me. Personally, I and needed it. And me, actually. <laughs> we, we, we needed that. That's fine. But she wants to discuss something with Akio and, you know, presumably it's going to be, why are you ignoring my daughter? And that's how they start. Why are you ignoring my daughter? Mrs. Otori actually tries to threaten him, which is glorious. <laughs> she she tries to argue that this engagement can be cut off at any time and then, you know, the oh small. your power source yeah, my your power source will get cut off, and then you won't get to fuck me anymore, which is probably the most convincing argument at that point. Yeah. Cause he doesn't seem to give like a single fuck about anything else since he's just sort of boredly playing with his entirely overfilled wine glass. This tiny (laughs) wine glass in his gigantic 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 joy hands. hands. (laughs) This progresses to uh, him guilt tripping her about how he is wearing the the perfume that Kanai likes. And then he looms her, over her, and he her. looms over her, and it gets like really creepy, hot, and eventually she tries to dodge out of that. And he asks, tries, yeah, she tries, yeah, quote, and marks he asks, tries. Uh, how's the real chairman doing? Because at this point, everyone's forgotten this asshole exists. Literally, she like turns away, which we, which is why like we asked whether you'd see the subtitled version. She kind of, kind of like goes Ugh, and like turns away and says, I don't care about that man. And he's like, "Walls, this is great." Niels <laughs> takes off her shoe and, and like zooms in for the oral sex metaphor, which is totally what that is. Yeah, that's I will stand by that. And what he are the one. what are the last lines in that? You're my only prince. Yeah. Yes, I that's remember that. That's what she that. says to him. Yeah. yeah, which is extremely cursed. And great, yeah. so cursed. And great, love so it. Because, because, of course, that's her prince—the garbage, trash fire, terrible yeah. person. Well, is Mrs. Victoria? She prince. is garbage because well. she is also a fallen mm-hmm. princess. Yeah. That's how I. That's how I always like went with yeah. that. That's why I like liked that comparison. Is that you've still got the prince and the princess dynamic? It's just this is the unholy evil shit version of it yeah which is this way is way better yeah and this is like the adult version yeah. of it this and is this exactly. also the,
2: the one that i'm more comfortable with really, yeah. really honestly
1: <laughs> but it kind of like reinforces the idea of adults being corrupted
2: yeah their ideals
1: corrupted yeah Because and otherwise these, not different really yeah, yeah we have these this fallen prince who is a, t- technically an adult and this fallen princess, who is an adult, and they've both kind of lost their ideals and they're both kind of, like, lost their their goodness somehow. Mm-hmm. I wonder who this makes
2: me think of. Hmm?
1: Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. But they're both uh, kind of, like, indulging in this, I'm not sure how to put it exactly, in this mockery of what a prince and princess should be like. They're, like, mm-hmm. playing the roles of the prince and princess mm-hmm. in love. But they know that underneath all of this, there's all of this, like, corruption, and maybe we should discuss why, uh, uh, Mr. Otori, the chairman, is in the hospital, because that's not widely known. Oh! <laughs> uh, so this is something... Yep. So this actually gets addressed explicitly in, uh, the Enokino privacy files, where he discusses Akio's backstory, which I will, for the most part, leave, leave out. But, <laughs> um... The story of Mrs. Zatori is that she is poisoning her husband at Akio's behest after the initiation of a sexual relationship, which in the translation we have is referred to as her being a sexual slave. I don't know whether, I don't know if there's any other, like, subtext to that, but (laughs) I'll I'll take it as it is, because it's hot (laughs) that way. But she is poisoning her husband at Akio's behest, which goes very much in line with, uh... Accio and Anthe having been inspired by uh, Cesare and Lucrezia Borgia, uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of that falls very well into that set of you know characteristics. Yeah, they were very famous for poison. They liked they liked they liked a bit of the old poison poison.
0: Yeah, the uh, the references to the Borgia's come later in the show don't they? Yeah, Yeah. or it's
1: explicitly discussed, because that's what the Cantarella scene is. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Cantarella, Mm -hmm. etc, etc. So this is probably, in that sense, a nod to that. But she's poisoning him uh, at Akio's behest, and I think it's interesting in that sense that even when you have a princess and a prince uh, playing as adults that role, they do so outside of a convention of marriage, because a marriage would be a king and a queen, and nobody seems to want to do that in this school. At
2: all, yeah. Except I mean, unless you, I who nobody wants to well, talk to
1: or deal with. Unless he wants to be queen, Miki's dad. Yeah, and dad, and and Nikki's dad. dad, who marries um, Anthe. Yeah. yeah, I don't <laughs> think that makes a king That's and queen relationship guess. though. <laughs> <Yes. you> no, <know. gasps> you tried. <laughs> That's so yeah, so this is one of the only sexual scenes that we see between legal consenting adults <laughs> hey, in the show. Yeah. There are two of them, though, because Tokiko also yep. has yep. a, well, it's implied to be sexual uh, relationship with <laughs> Akio. It's probably, look, it's, it's Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the shutters come down. We all yeah. know what that yes. means. And yeah. she's like in shadow before the sh- shutters come down. Yeah. It's all very, it's, also, the why the fuck do you strong? go visit Akio? Yeah. Yeah. except for quick nut or that's the only reason nut. anyone I goes to judge. see <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like it's just canon <laughs> wait
1: so is that why Anthe like like utina's visiting him at odd hours in episode no no, no. no. she's she's no. there for astronomy lessons but everybody else but
0: is just too I'm dumb sure. to fuck
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, i don't go there no. <laughs> sad depressing to the thoughts uh, yep okay but since, why do we like this, this is a yeah, yeah. This is this like because laura and i discussed this at length like okay but why is because tokiko is objectively extremely hot yeah. when she's in milf mode mm-hmm. why do we like Mrs. is more laura uh,
2: well, Mrs. Atori's is a bit of a disaster. <laughs> First, Tokiko's got her life sorted.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel
2: like as Utena fans, what are we going to prefer?
1: <laughs> yeah, we I, like the dumpster this, fire. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Just want to hop right in. Tokiko is, is, is a happily married older woman who knows exactly what to do with Akio. Just show yeah. up, get your fuck and get yeah. the fuck out. <laughs> yeah and i respect her for that i respect respect that
2: we were discussing before that the only reason that tokiko would come back would be because akio needs to order in for a top
1: yeah (laughs) she's got top energy yeah she's got top energy and akio's got to import that shit when he wants it (laughs) she's like i hate you guys But that is, that is literally it. She's it. got her shit together and we're like, no. yeah, <laughs> We want the, the wreck that's poisoning her husband. But yeah, yeah like, like she has you...
2: wonderful fashion sins as well. She like, does. It's mm-hmm. so they so both fat. have
1: great looks. She's yeah. just too sorted. I love her hair. <laughs> I love <laughs> yes. her hair. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, the shade One of, the of blue I'm... in particular is very pretty. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. One of the things I really like about <sighs> Mrs. Otori is when she gets asked about her husband, she has, like, this just completely dismissive kind of Mm -hmm. uh, voice to her and she's looking away and it just radiates shame it It, does it really does and like i didn't have these the enokidu privacy files to inform like my wild wanderings on mother dearest but i did i'm pretty sure theorize that she may be part of why he's ill because of that because it does come across in the recording. Yeah, I like mean, I comes didn't across have it explicitly
2: it from you until recently, but mm-hmm. I kind of assumed that that was mm-hmm. the case. I think it's, mm-hmm. you can't get it just from the show, you don't mm-hmm. yeah. need the to background.
1: Totally. Like Toga. Yeah, yeah, I I kind of like Yeah, I know. Kind of yeah. like his backstory. You, you infer it from the way the character is presented. Mm-hmm. Alright. Maybe we should talk about Mistress Miovan a little bit, who <laughs> we have decided styling. gets you know how she goes off about Akio's fashion sense at one point
2: yeah. how his fashion sense yikes. is so great
1: That's yikes. we've decided that her oh, glasses are um, inspired by Akio's fashion sense because oh, if, yeah. you them, <laughs> if you take a look uh, at no, them if you take a look at them they're all so red and work. purple and gold and it doesn't yeah. match anything else she's no. wearing no. so it's, it's like she's yeah. got the Akio goggles on the she bi-color, her...
2: red, and purple. Yep.
1: It, it has to be. It, it's real. So she only shows up to, like, try and enforce <laughs> gender norms on Utena, pretty much. But she also shows up to thirst a lot over Akio. Yeah, she's... <laughs> I'm gonna guess that one isn't having sex with Akio. Probably not. Uh, she went back that way. Probably not. But uh... But when we see her, we also see at least in her what is it her second appearance mm. she shows up in the first episode and then she shows up again in episode 30 she no no, no she no, shows, she up, in shows up, up in episode seven as well yeah. uh, okay, yeah. episode. because yeah. it takes both her and uh the, the, and the vice principal in that episode yeah so the the second two times that she shows up she's showing up alongside the vice principal who is also thirsting but over the girls and it's yeah. gross. Yeah. And it's disgusting. And in both cases, he's thirsting over the girls that rebel the most from the gender norm while trying to enforce the gender norm. Because mm-hmm. he's hitting on jury, so clearly the fluttering, fluttering skirts aren't that important to him, and yet he later is telling Utina to get in the fluttery, fluttery skirt. Yep. Which is some toga shit. Like, I like mm-hmm. it, but put on a skirt.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, actually. I am not thought of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh it's my like, God! The vice cute, principal but... is grown up gross toga. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're cute, but you'll put the skirt on for me uh, uh. and as an adult and somebody in a place of authority, he should not be there doing that no, nope. but it's it's something that happens, and I think it's interesting that they included that in the series because like that is something that happens that is something that um goes on in reality and they brought that little bit of kind of realistic avoiding the the advances of somebody older than you who has power mm-hmm. over you, and then mirrored it with Akio. Except this time, you're not avoiding the advances. Well, Utina's not avoiding the advances. Like mm-hmm. it's just an interesting contrast to have in the series: the the disgusting one and then the romantic one. Well, yeah, that's also the nod to the whole set of shoujo tropes. That, yeah. That's yeah. It's ripping on. So there's always the, like, guy that's doing it wrong. Yes. Unquote. And then we also see the music teacher. I <sighs> <I'm> actually,
2: <laughs>
0: for some reason, until we had this conversation, I didn't even think of the music teacher as an adult. I thought of him more as just, like, maybe an older student. I yeah, I but I, I also yeah, didn't really think though. about him very much. So.
1: Nah, well, I mean it's, it's not, not pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a fun ride to take, but that but Yeah, I did
0: always just kind of assume that he was like a much older student. Oh.
1: Yeah, so well. I have a I I'm going to ask uh the room, so to speak. I Laura, I think you've seen me go off on this before. Do you consider the music teacher to be gay coded? And if so, why? In the show, like in the in the series, in the
2: series. I mean, but but I I would I mean I would say he's also potentially French coded.
1: (laughs) I mean, the series (laughs) is French coded. (laughs) What you Americans
2: think is gay coded? So I'm going to say yes. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh, we did have that conversation last night. We sure did. Yeah. We were we watching cable do. girls, and two guys were standing really close together and I can't remember who it was. I was like, "Are they gay? yeah and Laura's like, "Oh yeah. they're just european they're European
2: yeah, my <laughs> context clearly from my accent, I'm not from here, yeah, <laughs>
1: no.
2: So I'm very surprised at all these things that people will say that um such as such is acting gay, like yeah. I think Vanna just sort of instinctively said, "Don't you think these two are gay code?" and I was like because they're both costumes the same way in pretty clothing and they're standing within a foot of each other, that means they're gay? Yes! Yes.
1: (laughs) In American popular culture, that would absolutely be gay coded. To straight people, yes. Yes. To straight people, yes. Panda, what do you think? Is the music teacher gay coded?
0: That's a difficult question because, like, if anything, I would say he's, like, predator coded and i don't necessarily yes. think that like you know i don't think that just because a predator
1: is like pre- oh no no like, no not not like that no, um, no
2: no to be fair there is quite a lot of predator coding which kind of goes along with gay well, coding because that's there's the my whole point predatory that's the point gay. i'm getting at um, yeah
1: right, right like he's got the little rings and the
0: i could believe that they were maybe trying to intend some gay coding there but It didn't necessarily come off to me as gay to begin Mm -hmm. with, just more like, like I said, like predatory, which is- And like,
1: I'm trying to like, look back and remember how that looked- seeing it 20 years ago and I remember it coming across as very, I guess, foppish would be the closest. He's got that mustache. Yeah, like he's got the he's, mustache. He's got the He's got all these rings when that's not a convention that the men have.
0: I didn't see Utana and- until I was like probably 22, 23. So like... <laughs> I probably had a different view on the character as I saw it as a, a mm-hmm. gay twenty three year old adult as opposed to maybe yes. like if I had seen it around the time it was coming out in the late nineties.
1: In the late nineties, I do think that was absolutely gay coding. It yeah. felt very yeah. it felt like it's in retrospect that was proto uh moviacu. Yeah.
2: So far as like there
1: being a gay coding to a character and it looking very. Oh, yeah.
0: Mo- movie Akio just, is definitely you know, foppish.
2: Yeah.
1: I just, I wonder how much we know
2: about would that be considered gay coding in, in Japan exactly. as well? like yeah, this all seems very contextual to America. American. Yeah, like, saying I know gay gay that gay
0: coding can... in Japan is so, different than gay coding yeah. in mm-hmm. like Western yeah, countries. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so we don't necessarily have the knowledge base to be no. able to address that. Maybe someone will add it's, us on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing great. is, it's a confounding factor that the show itself pulls so heavily from, like, European Western visual influences. influences. Yeah. Yeah. So it does. It could very it can, well be gay coding as far as they think American yeah. gay coding.
2: And it even won't. confounds the American and the British. Mm, yeah, it does. Absolutely. Aspects,
1: so you can't no. even base yourself on no. that too much. It confuses <laughs> its Western tropes. All yeah, but, the time, in yeah. you know, a kind of endearing way, it's kind of what I like about it, but... And he's an extremely problematic character, because along with the gay coding, he's Predator. He's so, clearly, yes. yeah, he's clearly, yeah. and that's not even coding, yeah. he's clearly a Predator. Well, I would, uh, less, less I would say in the, the, musical, but.
0: the show is a little more ambiguous on that front, because, like, I would say that there, it is possible to read the show as, like, away overreacting to what she thinks yeah. she sees whereas the musical is very explicit very. yeah
1: like, well, like Buddy's got his fingers in so deep it's gonna go right past the, the yeah. earth's mantle there like. it's gonna break this guy's <laughs> large colon <God>. what? <laughs> It's true! I just about it's died. You remember when we saw that? Oh my and I, was I remember squeaky, I also
0: died. We all, like, gasped. <laughs> we all died a little inside
1: He's like life.
2: prospecting
1: for oil there, man. <laughs> And the other thing is, in the in the series, it's a lot more ambiguous insofar far as what Mickey's reaction is, because Mickey has this kind of like I don't want to say he doesn't get it, but he might not get it. He has like a very uncertain reaction, yeah. It's, yeah. And he smiles and he's like, maybe this is positive attention from an adult, and he doesn't seem yeah. to get it right away. Yeah. Whereas in the musical, it's come it comes across really like, yeah. whoa, this guy's kind of a creep. So yeah. it's a lot but less the ambiguous.
2: The action from the guy, dude, as well, is different. Like he proper like
1: grabs, yeah, in the musical, exactly. Whereas
2: in the show, it's more like
1: hey, a hip grab. Yeah. Hand yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this could go either way, yep. but given the rest of the coding around it, yep. and you're like, oh, this is kind of creepy, but like, I don't necessarily think it's rapey just yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's whereas very musical. Yeah, the musical is that's a lot actually... less. Uh,
2: In the series,
1: it's actually a really good depiction of how it happens in real life when somebody Mm -hmm. is doing that to you. Like, I've had some bad experiences with jobs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it it starts that way with Mm -hmm. those, like, something's a little too boundary-crossing, but it's not really something you can complain Mm -hmm. about. So I was kind of um, surprised to see it in the series. I'm wondering whether
2: it's – because, I mean – it could be that it's more Coier's view of it in
1: yeah in that's the musical, true too, so mm-hmm. it could be
2: sort of stronger, whereas maybe it's more Mickey's point of view from in in the show
1: mm-hmm. that's oh, also a possibility, but yeah the the music teacher is let's just say he deserved what he got. <laughs> he did he did. certainly deserved that and does yep. anyone really mind that he got shoved downstairs and the answer is no nope nope we're all happy it's like that. can you take the vice principal too i've always found that whole scene where jury's like kind of interrogating Kose interesting because i feel like if Kose had just said uh yeah he was touching mickey and i wasn't having any of that shit jury would have been like "What the right? fuck next time use yeah. a higher set of stairs <laughs> yep. yep like I I really don't feel like they would have been on opposing sides of this argument had they
2: actually communicated their... I definitely think that conversation was more about saying, I know what you're doing, than I disapprove of this yeah. in any way. Mm-hmm. I think
1: so. I think it's much more like, I know what you're doing, so be super careful, because if I know somebody else, well, I'll yep. notice. Yeah. Yep. And because I'd be like, a point, I'll be more on the down low about my attempted murders next
2: time. <laughs> Jory is generally quite supportive of her women going after yeah. dudes, mm-hmm. you know, handing you to know that sword and all that kind of it's stuff. True. Yep. It's true. It's
1: true. And judging by how she treats the vice principal, I I very much suspect she would support anyone in a murder-the-adult-males endeavor. Yes. 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 Because they're pretty much (laughs) and garbage. Well, I mean, the adults in this are usually portrayed as either powerless or predatory. Yeah. Or both, which is a sad combination, Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the music teacher. Yeah. Powerless Uh. and predatory. But um, the vice principal is definitely predatory. Even uh, Mistress Myoban is is still like not predatory exactly, but definitely antagonistic. Mm-hmm. Um, Miki's dad definitely powerless; he's completely mm-hmm. under Anthy's sway. Uh, Mikage's secretary also powerless. Yeah, she, she gives him shit, but there's nothing she can do to change anything. And she says it basically in this in the text. Like... Yeah, she's she's like, I can't do anything to change what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting because. I feel like that's very true to how I felt when I was an adolescent. Like, adults were not really a consideration because most often they could do nothing to help you, mm-hmm. or they were actively trying to, to hurt you. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's how I felt in high school. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Was that the same experience for you guys? Like, I mean, I can were... definitely
0: see that, for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think there's a sense in you know, in high school, you kind of... Figure out that actually adults don't have it all sorted out, and that you actually mm. do have to take the law into yourself. Mm. And so it makes sense.
1: Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. So, should we address Anthe and Miki's dad? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's a mess. Uh, the mother is also visualized in flashbacks. So, like the presumption yeah, we is get that the shadow. mother like leaves. Yeah, them we basically get letters. her shadow leaving the screen and that's it. Well, she gets, she sends a letter and mm-hmm. Mickey is on the phone with his dad's, And I'm guessing that that's supposed to give you kind of an impression of the difference in how much they communicate with their children still. And it's the mother that, you know, did like the bigger departure, I guess. Yeah. She communicates by mail, whereas the father still wants to chat on the phone, except he wants to chat about his new wife, who Who's happens to be auntie. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) so panda what do you think was that actually anthe or is that just sort of like a a visual metaphor for the power that um anthe and akio exert over the outside world
0: this is something that has plagued me for a long time guys i know right like I i i feel like i ask everyone what they think about this scene because i don't know how i feel about it like in some ways, it feels random, but then, like, it isn't. And I don't know. And, like, she's in the bride dress, of all things, also. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it it vexes me. She's
2: it a bride. really does. <laughs> the bride dress, to me, is kind of what indicates that it might be more metaphorical mm-hmm. than real. I think otherwise, it would be pretty clear that it would be, yeah, Anthony's, mm-hmm. Anthony's fucking, he's dead. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it kind of brings it more into she- Anthea as the Rose Bride, as this kind of sub-
1: symbol for toxic femininity, sort of mm-hmm, mm-hmm, taking mm-hmm. on that role. But, and, like, that's that's another thing I just thought of, is, like, the Rose Bride dress is what we see, but what is Miki's dad seeing? Yeah. Yeah, a bride. Yeah. A bride yeah like what what is he actually seeing there because i don't feel like that's the same thing uh, if she's actually there i don't feel like he's seeing the rose no, i think no. that's for our benefit yeah,
0: i kind of wish that it. there was a little like reveal scene similar to when you see like the reveal of Momia being Anthe to show like what uh-huh. he sees versus it's Anthe.
1: Yes, but that would actually confirm that she was really there. And the show and can't the show is do like, that. That's yeah. true. The show's like, fuck you. Must maintain Don't know. ambiguity. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the show ain't helping any of us. It's <laughs> like, that won't vex people if we confirm it. Fair enough. So we better not confirm it. I'm <laughs> not helping you. Fair enough. I love how the show is just antagonistic it's to its audience. Awesome. Uh-huh. That's we
0: Ikuhara, baby.
2: The other day... All Usida fans seem to enjoy various forms of media that is actively antagonistic it's to true. to the to the, the viewers. The, audience, to the, consumers. the
1: yeah. we like we like to be spanked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, so. Anyway,
1: about about that gym teacher that exists. <laughs> yes. So the gym teacher is another example of a completely powerless adult. Yeah, right? like he exists and that's really all you know about
0: him. Yeah. I didn't even remember who he was and I watched this episode earlier.
1: <laughs> he shows up in the episode where uh, Nanami first meets Suabuki and she's like, I've been saved! And <laughs> apparently this, this rumor has circulated around because uh, Utna and company are trying to figure out who it is that Nanami was saved by. And at one point they theorize that it's this, this uh, gym teacher because she walks by the gym teacher. And of course she walks right by the gym teacher to the you know too tiny child boy, because <laughs> yeah. nanami has no perspective at all because nanami is too queenly for things like perspective. she doesn't need fucking perspective <laughs> but this gym teacher exists and i think it's supposed to be the same gym teacher that yells at her during the cow episode to run faster because she looks really slow mm. and and fuck fuck that yeah. Let Nanami run however fast she wants if she's gonna look that fashionable but, Amen. You know, yeah. 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 But again, like a like a completely powerless, yeah. utterly neutered adult. It's like check, he exists. He exists and he has zero impact. None. Mikage's secretary, on the other hand. is a weird one. It is a weird one. It's a weird scene. Yeah. Why don't you give us a rundown on the scene? Uh well near near the end of mikage's arc um his secretary rolls up and is saying she's on her way out she has a suitcase and she's just like kind of creeping through the doorway and, and she says you know this is just like the way you would hired me where you just said be my secretary and then you just let me go the same way and you know i can't change the way you are and he says well i'm me and you're you and she says, like, this sort of weird, you know, you may be one of the chosen ones, but I fell in love with a boy much younger than you or, or much different from you when I was young. And all this weird sort of thing. And I've always assumed, even from the beginning, that they were fucking. <laughs> because this has, This is has classic like... <laughs> <laughs> This is, like, on-brand yeah. AF. <laughs> Look, I saw the show at 15. Yeah, you assumed everybody right. was fucking. I assumed everybody was fucking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, and generally, I was right, actually, wasn't I? Panda, do you remember but that scene? I do. it, does it does have, have weird that energy, breakup energy to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I didn't I get that I when
0: I first
2: watched yeah. it,
0: but, but it definitely has breakup energy on second or like
2: third watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It has so, breakup energy, but not necessarily sexual breakup energy, right. To me, and it's I think that's like so. maybe sure. she was pining, maybe she was pining after him, but there was no reciprocation in the mm. way, and then and she that realized that he was more the way he is mm-hmm. yeah she fell in love with an image of him and then
1: yeah and that would make sense with yeah. like what we were talking about with like how Tokiko's framed yeah mm-hmm. because like with uh how Tokiko's framed in the series it comes across as much more like i don't get the impression from how she's portrayed that she had any interest in in nemuro at all no. um the musical's a little vaguer on that point i think yeah it very much seems
2: to be that he was pining after her, right? And she she doesn't really give any indication of being interested no, in
1: him. No, no, she doesn't seem to pick up on his interest, and certainly wouldn't reciprocate it if she had. Yeah. And the secretary's kind of like the inverse of that, I guess. Maybe yeah. yeah. Where well, I she mean, might have been, been interested, in well. and yeah, mm-hmm. Mikage just didn't notice or care. Or he did, and they were fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it might have just been Shh. basically a mirror. Mikage is yeah. interested in Tokiko, and Tokiko has no idea and no interest. The secretary's pining after Mikage, and he has no idea and has no interest. Because like. he's blind as shit. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I really like about Tokiko is that she's very, she's in kind of a position of power over him because mm-hmm. she's the inspector that's who's, who's, like, judging his job, mm-hmm. yeah. and she's, but she's still, like, like you mentioned earlier when we were talking, she's still a tool of Akio serving mm-hmm. his ends, like, and she doesn't realize that. No. and yeah. so, everybody around them does, because that's how you find that out, it's not, yeah. it's not something Akio says, it's not something she says, it's that the gossip chain behind them is, like, well, he always gets whatever he wants, including by sending this cute piece of ass over to (laughs) Nemero. Like, literally, that's how it's framed. Yeah. Everyone's, like, conscious that, oh, he got what he wanted by sending a cute lady Mm -hmm. over to this thirsty computer nerd. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You guys should uh you guys should take a look at the tweet that I just sent you. This is a tweet from back in August when at Sailor Moon Sun yes. was yes. live tweeting the Black Rose arc. Yeah. And it says it it has the the scene where uh Utsuna and Mikage are looking at all the pictures on the wall and Mikage sees her as Tokiko for a moment and the mm. caption is Utsuna you're not projecting your own issues onto me s- to symbolically get approval from someone who will never forgive you. Right? Soji. Of course not. Memory of Tokiko as she appeared in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. And it's yep.
1: actually like we commented on that uh, just now when we were rewatching how alarming that shot is just because it is absolutely Utina being drawn with Tokiko's hair. Well, yeah. they have Whereas very similar the- faces. They, they do, but it's but still, also- there. there's a difference in the way they're drawn. Mm-hmm yeah
2: Tokiko Tokiko's... looks distinctly different in that particular shot from when I think it's in before. the
1: facial
0: expression like, like Tokiko wouldn't really make a face like that whereas that's Utuna's like signature face I think
2: I think it's the <laughs> eyes as well is yeah. that yeah. even the same
1: eye color that's yeah, not like, like Tokiko's eye color yeah I don't remember. What's Tokiko's eye color? We're looking for a picture now so that we can see. Here, okay. I'm going to pull that up real quick. But it is, I think it's even literally the wrong eye color. Like, it's it's Utena's blue eyes in yeah. that shot. Yeah, those eyes scream Utena. And everything about it is just so Utena energy. And you're like, well, that's goddamn terrifying. <laughs> and obviously
2: she's wearing pink mm-hmm. in that shot. Yep, and she's wearing
1: the pink. And it's it's just, it's very ye- he sees her, which also is creepy because he's looking at her as an adult. Yeah, like he's literally like interposing onto a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, like yeah. Tokiko's got dark purple eyes. Yeah, it's the yeah, wrong eye I color. Have even the wrong eyes.
2: I think that's what's so creepy about it. Actually, yeah, is the eye color.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, it seems very soft focus. It's soft focus. It's just. It's really. It's a. It's a cool shot, but it's also like very, very creepy. Very, very uncomfortable very because he's looking at this child and going yep that's the adult woman I totally had the hots for last week <laughs> uh. you know multiple decades ago last week you know and the funny thing is I get the impression from Tokiko that had Nemoro shown any more emotion maybe she would have been interested uh, yeah, because she definitely has sympathy for him their episode has my favorite shadow play with the robot who catches monkeys and oh, then Tokiko addressing it that's my favorite yeah. shadow play. I the first time I saw that, I burst into tears at the end of it because it was just so touching.
0: Like, it's in the uh, the musical too, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one yeah. that uh, Irie does on her own. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just so like she has so much sympathy for him, but she just doesn't understand why he's doing what he's doing because it's it's creating this this robot persona well she says it's lonely watching you and it that is totally how that feels when you're watching somebody that's like that that is so compelled by their need to act in a certain way that you don't understand or necessarily relate to and Mm -hmm. i like it that does make sense like it's exhausting watching you and it's depressing mm-hmm. watching you because I can't access that at all. Yeah. And that, weirdly enough, is probably why she went for Akio more than Mikage or Nemuro. Because uh, Akio is totally not like that. No, he's definitely not like that. Yep. Inaccessible is one thing Akio told <laughs> The oh access dear. flap is in the pants. It's <laughs> right
2: there. What <laughs> pants? I mean, they're not even, open open, even, they're not even, even close the, half open. the time. They're not in a state of undress. So... Yep, yep. Easy
1: access. <laughs> oh god, this is like those like like those like onesies that have the butt flap. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yay! That's what I was thinking of. Oh. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Oh, I'm sorry. I scared uh, oh, <laughs> I laughed so, so hard desserts. I scared Tweety away. I oh my god. I oh my
2: god. <laughs> Just scared Tweety with butt flaps on onesies. Yeah, but I want to make
1: a onesie with butt flaps since the that's Akio's ends of the world uniform. Uh, that is life goals for me personally. All right, I do believe it. it. I believe it. Someone help, help me do this. <laughs> <Some>, Abby, Abby. <laughs> you can so help Abby. Me
2: do this. Abby, help! I'm I want to make ends of the, the world context. onesies with a butt flap. God. i love how abby is now the contact for cursed using a
1: cosplays <laughs> yes well i mean yep. really yeah. she nails it uh so yeah that's fun, <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> we're talking about adults right now yeah we're, and we're definitely talking we're about four adults. adults talking about adults and somehow we ended up here <laughs> yeah yeah Yeah. well i mean at least this shows that we have more power than any of the adults in the series because they're they are all very powerless that's a theme yeah well what pathetic power they have is over a small and insignificant domain the only one that i would say has any amount of power in the end is actually tokiko yes because she can leave yeah she left she can leave and she remembers when she saw when she left yeah like she, like she recognizes Nemiro. everyone and you know how it works like when you when you leave the academy, you like forget things, right, so mm-hmm. you would think that she would have forgotten him, but she doesn't, and we kind of theorized that the reason she doesn't forget is because she's moved past it, she's like she's moved gone on with her life, yeah, mm-hmm. so she can have these memories, and she can recognize Nemoro now because her emotional investment is no longer there. She's gotten some distance and perspective from the intervening years, and she's she's done with it. So the memories can't hurt her anymore. Yeah. I also really respect Tokiko because, again, she does get in, get her fuck, and get out, yeah. which is how you should treat Akio. That's the only way. Yeah. If you're the only people that him, have managed to actually minimal. escape
0: Otori have long purple
1: hair. <laughs> It's true. It is yeah. true. Prerequisite. Yeah. That's nice. cute. just like it could tie his hair thinking that's how to fix this. <laughs> <laughs> he would This is literally what Saiji would he do. Would... Yeah. Like, and oh, then cool. Nanami would follow him to the salon because they're both yeah. smart idiots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nanami would be so
0: cute with purple hair.
1: <laughs> she would be. Yeah. yeah. Nanami
2: could do whatever she wants
0: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, so. That's the adults of Otori. Mm-hmm. Again, utterly powerless in most cases. Except for Tokiko. Except for Tokiko, <laughs> who indeed. regains her power by moving past all of this, yeah. and often very predatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, again, like I said, that, that feels true to what I experienced in high school. And how adolescents see adults, I guess. Is- mm mm-hmm. Adolescents see all adults as boomers. <laughs>
0: it definitely fits in with like the themes in Uchna about like maturity and adulthood versus childhood.
1: Yeah, right, well, I think definitely there's a difference. In I have to run downstairs and get the food. Mm-hmm. So, um, do so you guys just want to wrap, just up? wrap up without me? Up to you. Sure, it's fine. All right, I will say bye now because I got to hop. Hi, Hi. Bye. Hi. Panda. <laughs> bye,
0: Panda.
1: Bye all right oh god that means i have to do the outro yeah so. this yes, you do. unfamiliar oh. territory for you oh no oh, i yeah. believe in you <laughs> i'm sure you do
0: if you would like to follow us on twitter you can do that at Infinite cast if you'd like to follow me on twitter you can do that at Impandanata. vana where can
1: people find you online uh, people can find Empty Movement at otori.nu or uh, alternatively on Twitter, which is where I do most of my shit posting. Is uh, otori underscore uh, n u. Where can they find you?
2: Um, well, I'm on the Empty Movement Discord, so it's mostly where I <laughs> <laughs> spend my life. But I'm also on Twitter at Liptinga. So
0: there you go. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight, Laura, and thank you, Vana and Yasha, as always, for being my fill-in
1: co-hosts. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. This was fun. Totally. All right.
0: Revolutionize the world, everybody.
1: Revolutionize the world.